In case you missed it, my 12-week ketogenic video training program for women, Happy Keto Body, is now open for registration, but only for a few days. You can get more details at happyketobody.com. If you've been watching what I've been sharing over the last few weeks, you may already realize just how valuable this opportunity is and that it will only be available for a very short time. This is your chance to finally take the guesswork out of the ketogenic diet and end your frustration to master holistic keto, balance your hormones, lose weight, and feel awesome. When you join Happy Keto Body, you'll get access to the entire 12-week program with over 21 hours of totally new online video modules, access to convenient blood work testing and analysis by a doctor, 12 in-depth special guest interviews, downloadable worksheets, recipes, and meal plans to streamline your keto day every day, plus a supportive community of keto sisters to motivate and encourage you along the path to pure keto joy. And you get a bunch of free guides with your membership, including high-carb to keto food swaps, how to calculate your macros, traveling with keto, unplanning your keto meals, customizing fat intake for optimal weight loss, learning how to eat intuitively, and so much more. In total, you get access to over $200 in free bonuses. When you discover the perfect keto plan for you using Happy Keto Body, it makes all the difference between struggling, feeling frustrated, and falling off the wagon, or overcoming your frustrations and imbalances to finally get the healthy, sexy body you want. All details can be found at happyketobody.com, and I'm super Super excited to see you on the inside. Okay, now on to the podcast. You're listening to episode number 69 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today we're chatting about the mistakes that people make on keto, unnecessary fear of protein and gluconeogenesis on keto, no correlation of high ketones to better results on keto, and so much more. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Leanne from healthfulpursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast. Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. Starting keto and maintaining it long-term can be quite a challenge if you don't feel supported. My 60-day program, The Keto Bundle, provides you with clear step-by-step how-to on successfully adapting to a ketogenic diet, avoiding common ketogenic struggles, and healing your body completely and fully with a ketogenic diet. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash bundle and use the coupon code podcast, all in caps, no spaces, to get 10% off your order, exclusive for podcast listeners only. Now, let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday. The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash E69. And the transcript is added to the post about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. And let's hear from one of our awesome partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true North strong and free, but gosh, am I jealous that y'all in the US get access to Thrive Market. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you $20 off your first three boxes of groceries, plus free shipping and a 30 day free trial. 
That's a total of $60 in savings equivalent of over three tubs of collagen or over four free pounds of cacao butter, or get this, a half year's supply of free digestive enzymes, all for switching to Thrive Market for your online grocery needs. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra $60 off your first three orders plus free shipping, you're going to transform a regular $100 grocery run into an $80 Thrive Market order for three months in a row for the same amount of things. Go to thrivemarket.com slash keto to get your instant $60 off free shipping and a free 30 day membership. This offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only. And if you're unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes for today's episode to get all the details. I've put together a free 26 page recipe booklet on how to prepare carb up meals because you guys keep telling me you need to know more about carb ups, how to prepare them and everyone is a little bit lost. So I put together all of my favorite carb up meal recipes into one easy download PDF. It's free. You can grab it at healthfulpursuit.com slash carb up. And if you're intrigued by carb ups, a practice that can help you balance hormones, bust your weight plateaus, and so much more, this free guide will show you you which foods are safe for a carb up and how to prepare them really easily. You can get the free guide with over 50 recipes at healthfulpursuit.com slash carb up and I will include a link in today's show notes if you want to check it out. No announcements for today, so we're just going to cut over to today's episode. Our guest today is Craig Emmerich, who graduated in electrical engineering and has always had a systems approach to his work. He followed his wife, Maria, into the nutrition field and has since dedicated his time researching and looking at nutrition and biology from a systems perspective. Over the last eight years, he has worked with hundreds of clients alongside Maria to help them heal their bodies and lose weight, leveraging their biology to make it easy. So if you guys are familiar with Maria Emmerich, this is Maria's husband that I'm going to be chatting with today. And he just came up with a book called Keto and it released on January 8th. I'll include a link to Craig's book in the show notes today if you want to check it out. So today's episode is really focused on the common keto mistakes that people make over and over and the things that both Craig and myself see on a daily basis of people just missing the mark just a little bit to the point where perhaps they say the ketogenic diet isn't working when in actuality it's just a matter of tweaking just like a couple of things and all of a sudden things come together. We're going to be chatting about the expectations versus benefits of keto to keep people engaged and to keep you wanting more out of your ketogenic diet because it really can provide so much more. And usually it's just a tiny little tweak that can help you make the best of your ketogenic diet. So without further ado, let's cut over to this interview. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. Hey, Craig, how's it going today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm really, really good. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. For listeners that may not be familiar with your work, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? 
Yeah, um, I actually started out my career as an electrical engineer and uh, did a lot of work there and moved into something called product management where you have to have a real strong technical understanding, but then translate that into something that, you know, the average, the layperson can understand. And that became a good tool for me later in life as my wife, Maria, got into nutrition and ketogenic lifestyle about 12 years ago. And it just made sense. I was behind the scenes doing our websites and all this behind the scenes stuff. And it made sense for me to focus on that full time. And so I dove straight into keto myself and gobbled up every bit of science and information I could about this lifestyle. That's so cool. I had no idea that you were a product manager. That's amazing. Yeah, it was uh, my former life. I spent about I don't know, I think about 18 years in engineering and product management. That's too cool. My husband was in that too. And now he very much manages all the thing with health and he's getting into it too. So twins. That's awesome. <laughs> and what have you experienced? Like what changes have you experienced over the years of eating keto before we kind of delve into the mistakes you see people making, either yourself or others? Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting. We The journey we had, you know, Maria started look, looking at this lifestyle because she was doing everything she was told, you know, the standard American diet, the food pyramid, exercising like crazy, and she wasn't losing the ex extra weight, and she had PCOS and you know, IBS and acid reflux, and she started looking for other answers herself and, and then resulted in writing books, and she found her answers, and she started, you know, living a ketogenic lifestyle, and she no longer had IBS, and all these issues went away, and she had all this energy. For me, it took a little longer. I was, uh, I used to brew beer and I was really into a lot of those kind of things. And for me, it was seeing her success that just made me want to feel that way. It made me want to feel better and more energy. And so I just started adapting and changing my lifestyle as well. That's amazing. And at what point, you know, because Maria is always helping people and supporting people, I'm sure you guys have conversations a lot about things that you wish people would know that they continue to make mistakes of over and over or things that you guys had to learn too of, oh my gosh, we're never doing that again. Are there some highlights from that? Well, yeah, there's lots. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pitfalls that you can make. Um, for us, what we find, you know, having done this for so long, we we have, you know, seen all the pitfalls and done them ourselves. And, you know, there's, I think, a lot of components that can be done incorrectly. I think one of them is following what I'd call kind of a junk keto lifestyle. And that's where you're eating low carb, but you're eating a lot of processed foods and things still. And we find that, you know, in order to really feel your best and heal, you need to have kind of that whole food kind of paleo approach to the ingredients, getting quality ingredients. I think that's a big one that people make a mistake with. Yeah, I was having a conversation um, a couple of hours ago, the same one of like, what's the number one mistake? It's like food quality, <laughs> like always food quality. If somebody says that the ketogenic diet isn't working for them, the first thing I ask is what did you eat for breakfast this morning? Or what did you have for dinner last night? And it can give a really good sense of kind of that food quality. And what advice do you have for people that when they realize that they are making a mistake? So say somebody, you know, with your example of food quality is like, oh, shoot, maybe my quality isn't as good. Are there certain tips and tools that you have for people to provide them with resources when 
they know that they need to increase the quality of their food? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of it comes back to planning. If you plan, you will succeed. And so planning and prepping, I think, is real important. Uh, You tend to reach for those processed kind of junk keto foods when you run out of time or you didn't plan ahead. And so we always have our clients try to allocate some time, maybe on a Sunday, they allocate a couple hours to prepping for the week. Another great example is embrace your slow cooker, (laughs) taking a shell of a slow cooker, filling it with all the ingredients for a recipe the night before, popping it in the fridge, that shell. And in the morning, all you do is throw it in the slow cooker, turn it on. And when you get home from work, there's a tasty meal ready for you. So those kind of prepping and planning can really help you succeed. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Even just, you know, if you're a busy person and you don't have anything with you, all of a sudden you find yourself at a vending machine (laughs) just trying to pick things together and it's not the best option. So yeah, I think myself included always having like even just a little thing in my car as like an emergency of like I have an Epic bar or I have a a grass-fed beef stick that I can chew on if, if things get crazy or I'm stuck in traffic or you never know what will happen. Yeah, being prepared is key. And so we mentioned food quality. Do you see any other mistakes that people make on a ketogenic diet? Yeah, you know, some of it depends on what your goals are. You know, if your goal is weight loss, then, you know, there's definitely some mistakes that can be made that I I commonly see out there. You know, one of them, there's there's certain as keto gets more and more popular, there gets there there's more and more voices coming in. And some of these voices don't necessarily have a, a real good science-based message. Uh, you know, some will say, you're not losing weight, add fat. Your hair is falling out, add fat. The, the answer to just about everything is to add more fat. And, you know, if weight loss is the goal, that's not necessarily the, the direction you want to go, especially because, you know, in the book, uh, at chapter eight, we talk about nutrients in a keto lifestyle. And you get so much nutrient, those micronutrients, from animal proteins that when you are upping and adding extra fat, you're usually not getting enough protein, which is actually what can cause hair loss in a lot of cases. Plus, you're you're swapping out a very high in nutrient food, the animal protein, for something with very low nutrients in fat. So you, it's kind of looking for that balance and finding uh, you got to get the right amount of protein each day to not only get your micronutrients, but also to support your lean mass. How would you say that people like are best off figuring out how much protein they should eat on a ketogenic diet? Because that's another one of those, yeah. you know, moderate your protein, eat as low protein as you want. Eh, it doesn't matter how much protein you have. Kind of what's your stance on that? Yeah, that's one that, you know, we usually say about 0.8 times your lean body mass is your a goal for grams of protein a day. So example, if you're 150 pounds and you're 33% body fat, that would put you at 100 pounds of lean mass. If you're, you know, smaller, uh, say woman in that situation, uh, 100 pounds of lean mass would mean times 0.8 would be 80 grams of protein. So we're not saying, you know, super high protein here. This is moderate protein amounts. And the problem is if you go under what your body needs, over time, you're going to lose lean mass. And lean mass is so precious, especially as we age, you want to be strong and vital as you get older. 
Mm-hmm. And for anyone that maybe doesn't know their fat percentage or, you know, there are a lot of people listening where, you know, in order to know your fat percentage, you have to pay and that can be costly. Are there other ways to determine how much protein you need that doesn't require like a test for your body? Yeah. You know, there's actually on our website, we have a keto calculator and you can click on a link to see uh, examples. They actually show photographs of people with different body types men and women. And you can say, uh, I pretty much look like this person. And then that gives you an estimate for your body fat percentage. That is an awesome resource. Thanks for putting that together. That's great. I didn't know you had that. So awesome. And so there's a lot of talk about protein. Well, there's a lot of talk about protein in a bunch of different ways, but I want to hone in on the quality of the protein. There's good protein and not so good protein. What, what are your tips on finding the best protein to support your ketogenic diet? Good, complete animal proteins are are the best source, especially when you're talking about being your that goal for your protein level for the day. The animal proteins are going to be the most complete and have all the amino acids needed for muscle repair and build, uh, building new muscle. You know, you can get actually some plant proteins like from grains that will never trigger muscle protein synthesis, no matter how much of it you get. Um, and so the quality is very important. So we focus, you know, make, make that quality animal, animal protein, the focus of the plate. And then, you know, you can have some low carb vegetables surrounding that, but focus on that protein. Cause not only is it needed for the, your lean mass, but it's loaded with nutrients as we show in our, our book. And, uh, I, I think you're a fan of butcher box just as much as I am, right? Yes. You guys love butcher box. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'll include a link to butcher box in the show notes because yeah, they're amazing and it's so easy. And that can be a really good source of just quick meat where you don't have to constantly search for the grass fed grass finished all the check boxes. It just gets delivered to your house. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, Marie and I are kind of introverts, so we don't like having to go out and shop so much. So having it delivered to the door is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that one. More on my interview with Craig Emmerich after this message from one of our podcast partners. The show is partnered up with Paleo Valley, the makers of the only 100% grass-fed and finished fermented beef stick. Each stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs, and we all know how important fermented foods are to the health of our gut and the strength of our immune system, as well as boosting overall energy. Chowing down on Paleo Valley's fermented beef sticks provides your body with all of the beneficial bacteria it loves in one convenient little stick. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical, additive dye, and preservative-free, as well as being 100% free from carbs and sugar, and made with the highest quality ingredients. Exclusive to listeners of the show, you can receive an instant savings of 20% off Paleo Valley fermented beef stick snacks by going to paleovalley.com slash keto. And if your jaw is tired just thinking about beef jerky, I gotta tell you that these tasty treats are not tough at all, but moist with a little snap. Again, that's paleovalley.com slash keto for an instant 20% off savings. And if you're unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all of the details. 
What are your thoughts? There's a lot of fear around protein on a ketogenic diet and the fear of gluconeogenesis and it's going to cause you to get out of keto. I think we have the same approach to this, but I'd love to pick your brain and, and what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Um, so gluconeogenesis is the process of your body converting protein into glucose. But the, the thing is, is it's primarily a demand driven process where it's going to start producing glucose if your glucose levels in your blood get too low. And if you look at a ketogenic lifestyle, gluconeogenesis is what primarily enables a ketogenic lifestyle to even exist, especially if you go to a you know kind of zero carb lifestyle. Because your there are certain parts of your body that still need glucose. There's parts of the brain neurons and heart that can only run on glucose. And it's like, I think, 60 grams of glucose a day you need to run your body. Well, if you're not eating any in the diet, the body has to make it. Now, there's another source of glucose that comes into play, and that is from your stored body fat. Your body fat is stored as a triglyceride, which is a, mo a molecule of three free fatty acids linked together with a glucose or glycerol molecule. And when you use that for fuel, it comes out of the fat storage. The glycerol is separated off and you have three free fatty acids and a glycerol. The three free fatty acids, this isn't commonly known in the keto world either, is that becomes a primary fuel source when you're keto, not the ketones. Free fatty acids can be burned directly in your muscle and your tissue. So those are used as fuel. But that glycerol backbone goes to the liver and three glycerols make a glucose molecule. So when you're burning just body fat for fuel, you're creating some glucose through the uh, gluconeogenesis pathway to supply those body parts as well. So again, it's mostly uh, de demand driven when it needs more it makes more, but at very high levels of protein intake will drive it to convert some of it to glucose through gluconeogenesis because you got very high levels of protein. But for most people, they're not going to have an issue with that because, you know, for most people, that's like a 200 grams of protein in one sitting before you really start to overdrive that system. Thank you for explaining that so perfectly. I don't know if I've ever spoken with somebody that was able to explain that the way that you have. I might actually just keep that recording. And when somebody asks me, be like, listen to this. <laughs> so thank you so much. That's That makes complete sense. And I hope that that helps clear up the confusion because there are a lot of people that say, oh my gosh, you went out 10 grams over your protein for the day. <gasps> Gluconeogenesis. <laughs> and so um, it's really great that you explained it the way that you did. Now, going a little bit deeper into the mistakes that people make on keto, one of them is testing their ketones. And there's a lot of misconception around ketone testing. So can we go through um, your approach to ketone testing and the outlines that you put in your book? Yeah. Um, so there's a few ways to do it. There's uh, urine ketones, but those primarily show up when you first start going keto and you're not utilizing ketones very well. And so you actually will be excreting them through your urine more. But once you get deeper into ketosis, the urine ketones actually will go away for the most part because your body's actually using the ketones now for fuel. Then there's blood ketones and breath ketones. Now, the one point I would make about it is that in general, there is no correlation of a higher ketone level to better results. That's a real key, I think, that, some, that you get uh, some people that really chase ketone levels. Now, if your goal is weight loss, that's what I'm referring to. If 
the higher is not necessarily better. You could be 0.5 and be losing weight, great. You could be 2.0 and be losing weight, great. And you can be healing as well. There is therapeutic uh, situations where higher ketones may be important, whether it's you know controlling seizures or some of these uh, other issues that a high ketone level will help help keep the seizures away. So then you might want to worry about your blood ketone levels and track them and make sure they stay elevated. But in general, for the average person, there is no correlation between blood ketone levels and better results. So you know, once, you, once you are keto and you know you're keto, there isn't really a huge need to track. And how do we know if, you know, you're saying that there's no need to track, there may not be a need to track if you don't need those therapeutic doses. Are there signs that point to whether or not we're on the mark with keto or not? I know that people like to kind of like check in with themselves every week or two weeks, sometimes every day, if you are kind of obsessed with that process. Are there things that people can watch for to tell them whether or not keto is working or not? Well, we usually just have our clients go by their bodies. You know, if they're feeling full all day, their cravings are gone, they have that mental clarity, you know you're running, you know you're in ketosis at that point. And, you know, the the absolute 100% way to know is track your macros and keep your carbs at, you know, maybe 20, 30 grams or less a day and you will be in ketosis. So, you know, if you just track that, you know you're in ketosis at that point. Another thing that people often, you know, fumble on when they're first starting keto and getting used to this is, you know, perhaps they eat keto for like three weeks and then they go out for barbecue with their friends. And next thing they know, they've eaten all these things that aren't keto and they're really frustrated with themselves. And they say, I'm not going to eat for two days, just get back into ketosis. What are your feelings when people quote unquote fall off the wagon? And what's your approach to getting people back in the groove? What's your thought on that? I think what we do with our clients is we have them journal and write down how they feel. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, most of our clients, they love this lifestyle because of the way they feel. You know, the weight loss is kind of a bonus on top of that. And they and when they when that happens, if they if if that if you know, quote unquote fall off the wagon, they feel terrible for a couple of days. And, you know, we just tell them journal that, remember that, remember how you felt, you know, that's going to encourage you to not have it happen again and focus on the foods that you can have, you know, focus on the, you know, bacon wrapped scallops and the, you know, all the incredible food you are able to eat and make that your focus. Mm, and as far awesome. as getting back totally. the second part of your question, I don't, uh, fasting will get you back. But I think uh, but you'll also lose some lean mass when you do, you know, a water-only fast. I would prefer to just do a maybe a protein-sparing modified fast where you're little to no carbs, getting hitting your protein goal, and then maybe only 20, 30 grams of fat. And that's going to get you back quickly and preserve your lean mass. I've never used that strategy before with a client. I'm excited to give that a whirl. Yeah, thank you. That totally makes logical sense. It's great too because protein sparing modified fast is uh, protein. As you know, the the thermic effect of food is very high. So you're basically 25% of those calories are going to be negated because it's protein and it takes that much energy to utilize it. So it's a good, great way to get you back while preserving that lean mass. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And 
What do you do? Like, I, I don't know how your guys' program works. I'm not sure if like other people see other people in the group or how that works. But I'm sure just on a grand scheme of things, when people, you know, are on Instagram and looking at other keto people being like, oh, why don't I have those results? Um, do you go through that stuff in your book of strategies of comparison or in your programs that you offer? Yeah, we again, we we number one, you know, we've had a lot of clients over 12 years and definitely you have people who have different, everybody's different in how they heal and how their results come. You know, we've had clients that it seems almost like certain parts of the metabolism and body need to heal first before they see the weight loss come off. And we had one client who started following it, doing everything exactly the way, the way she should, no weight loss at all for two months. And she was feeling so good that she stuck with it. In month three, she lost 20 pounds. It's like her body needed to heal first from some of the issues she was having before the weight would start coming off. And so it's more, we try to get their clients to focus on how they feel first and focus on that and the weight will come if you stick with it. Yeah, that's something I see in my practice all the time. And it really, that sticking with it piece can be easy if you kind of adjust your goals of like, I just want to feel good and I'm feeling good and my mind is lit up and my moods are better. I'm just going to stick with it and see where this takes me. And I think once you make that shift uh, mentally, it's pretty powerful stuff. So that's great that you've seen that as well. Yeah. And I think if to focus as it's not a quick fix, it's a lifestyle you know, in the book, I talk about there's kind of three phases to this lifestyle. If you restrict carbs enough in two to three days, you'll see elevated blood ketones, but you won't feel that real keto feeling yet. So it takes about three to or four to six, maybe six weeks where your body's actually making more mitochondria so that it can utilize that stored fat for fuel better. And that is when you start to feel full all day, cravings go away, your moods increase, you have better mental clarity. So that's kind of the second stage. And then there's another stage that if you stick with the lifestyle, you see more metabolic improvements and uh, overall improvements going out 6, 12 months and longer. There's even a Volok and Finney study recently that showed that these athletes one year after going keto, we're still seeing some metabolic improvements in their performance. And so this is a lifestyle. This isn't a quick fix. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I'd love to delve a little bit deeper into your book. In your book, which launched, it's called, first off, it's called Keto, and it launched January 8th. Um, and it's jam-packed with content. And I'm super impressed. That must have taken you forever to put together. I appreciate it a well-written book. You chat a little bit about the, well, a lot about nutrient density of foods. And we chatted about the quality before, but I'd love to hone in on why people should focus on that nutrient density and the overall system that's supported by doing that. Yeah. You know, your body needs a lot of micronutrients to feed all the biological pathways that are needed to run our bodies. And a big problem with the standard American diet is you when you get these processed foods, they're devoid of these micronutrients that your body needs to heal, to function properly. And so focusing on very nutrient-dense foods is a very important part of healing as well. And one of the things that I, as I was researching and, and writing this chapter, that just kind of blew my mind is that, you know, if you talk to the average person and you put a, a plate in front of them and it's got a steak on it 
and then a bunch of kale and blueberries and vegetables, and you say, where are the, all the, the vitamins and minerals coming from? They're going to point to the veggies and the fruit. And yet, if you look at just beef, it is very high in micronutrients and vitamins, minerals across the board. Uh, and I have a lot of charts in this chapter that show how it stacks up even better against kale, against blueberries, against all these things that we consider superfoods. Beef is better across the board on nutrients. And this is something I think our society kind of lost track of, I think because of some of the flawed, you know, China study and some of these flawed, flawed information that came out pointing to beef being a bad guy. So uh, it's, I really wanted to put a light on it that you are getting a lot of micronutrients when you eat animal proteins. Mm, yes. I've seen that for myself as well. When I switched from being vegan for eight years to going to a ketogenic diet, just the vast difference in the amount of nutrients. Also that you're able to assimilate, I think too. I think a lot of our bodies aren't meant to eat as many vegetables as I was eating as a vegan. And I could tell I was constantly constipated. There were a lot of issues, health issues that I was dealing with, I think because of the nutrient choices that I was making. Yeah, and I, I have a section in there on that showing the human cecum. And I think that is a real, indicator of evolutionary choice that was made where we swapped a big gut for a big brain. And you, know, you look at other animals like koala bears or true herbivores, they've got this huge cecum that see the human, the, the cecum is basically this huge pouch that holds vegetable matter to ferment it, to fully break it down into fatty acids and things that can be used. Well, the human cecum is basically this tiny little pouch at the bottom of the colon. And so it can't really hold much of anything for very long. So if you look at it from an evolutionary perspective, we swapped higher density, higher nutrient dense foods like animal proteins for the primary fuel in order to fuel this big hog of a brain we have for energy. That's really interesting. Yeah, 100%. That makes sense. I didn't know that koalas had that. That's really There's cool. There's a photo in there um, of it. It's like this big swirly pouch that holds the all the plant matter. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, I have to check that out. Um, so if somebody is interested to use keto for healing, in the book, you have a disease tree. And I'd love to chat about what that disease tree is and how people can use it to heal their body with a ketogenic diet. Yeah, you know, there's as an engineer, uh, I like to look at things from a systems perspective. You know, if I was working on some electronics in my former life, if one of the outputs of one of my devices wasn't working properly, I'm going to go back and look at the inputs and see which one of those was messed up that gave me the bad output. And I think in nutrition and, and, and health, we just have lost that kind of focus. You know, you, today in healthcare, they just put a Band-Aid on the output to try to cover up the symptoms with a prescription drug or something like that. And if we really want to heal, we got to go back to those root causes. And the root causes of so many diseases are inflammation, which a ketogenic lifestyle is a, pro a well-formulated one is going to help you a lot, lowering inflammation, getting those sugars out, getting those omega-6 you know, vegetable and seed oils out of your diet that can be oxidized and cause inflammation. So that's a big component. But there's so many other little things like getting enough sleep and getting some common sense vitamin D exposure from the sun. You know, 20, 30 minutes of vitamin D every day gives you a big dose of vitamin D, which is so important for health, as well as you know, produces, producing cholesterol sulfates in the skin that also have big health benefits. 
you know, and, and just looking at all those root causes, reversing those so that then those outputs, the disease go away. Mm, Yeah. Reverse engineering. I love that. And in your book and very much in line with the disease tree, you chat a lot about the science behind keto. Why do you feel, and I know I definitely see this as well. Why do you feel that it's important to share scientific information with people? And how do you see that that helps with their process of, of adapting to a ketogenic lifestyle? I think it's important for two reasons. Uh, Number one, to keep a science-based approach so that we don't veer off into areas that, you know, again, as I said, keto's become more popular. You get some area, some voices coming in that give bad advice put that aren't going to help anybody. And in, in fact, we get a lot of clients that come to us saying, I'm just gaining weight. I don't feel good. And, and once we fix that, they, we, you can reverse it. But it's coming back to the science of our biology and how our bodies work and then leveraging that in order to help heal and help reach your goals. You know, oxidative priority, the the order in which our body processes fuels that come into our body. If you understand that, you understand that a ketogenic lifestyle, you, you keep the alcohol out. If you just get enough protein to meet your body's needs, keep the carbs way low, then it's just down to the fat. That's the last oxidative priority. And if you're a fat burner, that's all you're you're mainly using for fuel is fat all the time. And so you use that kind of as a lever of, you know, more fat and you'll be in maintenance, less you'll lose some body fat, use more stored body fat for fuel. That is how you leverage that uh, science to uh, reach your goals. And keto is so powerful in doing that because you control your hormones and enable you to do that. More on my interview with Craig Emmerich after this message from one of our podcast partners. By now, you probably know that bone broth is a mega superfood in the keto and paleo communities. Everyone is making it and cashing in on the benefits that collagen and gelatin provide. You know, the reduction in inflammation, better digestion, improved immunity, reduction in wrinkles, beautiful skin quality, etc. But making bone broth takes time. Kettle and Fire make bone broth that's non-perishable so that it can be shipped all over the U.S. without refrigeration, which makes shipping less expensive and you don't have to spend 20 plus hours that are required to make really good homemade bone broth. Listeners of the podcast receive 20% off Kettle and Fire chicken bone broth when you go to kettleandfire.com slash keto podcast to place your order. Unsure of the link? Simply check it out in the show notes of today's episode to get all the details. I think overall, you know, talking about the nutrient density, disease tree, the, the science behind keto, your book really has many of the facets that somebody needs in order to facilitate like a, a balanced keto approach. Do you have any other book recommendations for our listeners today? The ones that you love? Um, you know, there's a lot of keto books coming out. Uh, I know. You know, I've, I've always uh, been the science geek. So I like the Volek and Finney books are always great. They... They've been doing this since the 70s before anybody else was thinking about keto, and they've been doing tons of studies. And even some of their most more recent uh, papers and studies they've been putting out have been really great on keto. There, there are some of the ones that are scientists that are really doing keto right. Like if you look at a lot of these studies, they call something keto or low carb, and they're getting you know 
150 grams of carbs in their diet and they're calling that low carb or keto and they're not going to be in the ketogenic state. So at Bullock Infinity, they, they do it right. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. I think I've read almost all of their books and they're really well written and easy to follow too, which I think is important for a lot of people. Um, if they don't have that background. So that's awesome. Where can people find your book? On Amazon. Um, and it should be in most of the Barnes and Nobles uh, and hoping for Costco. We haven't heard for sure yet, but but definitely on Amazon. Okay. I'm crossing my fingers for you in Costco because that's a total win. And where can people find more from you if they want to, you know, we chatted about your book. Um, where can they go online? Yeah, we have a blog with tons of free information and recipes. And we're starting a video series this year. We're going to be doing a whole series of videos with lots of great free information. Uh, that's at mariamindbodyhealth.com. We also have a support site called keto-adapted.com where you can get a subscription and even attend weekly webinars with Maria and I. And then, of course, on social media under Craig Emmerich or Maria Emmerich. That's great. I will include all the links in the show notes today, which everyone can find at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash E69. And thanks so much for coming on the show today, Craig. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Leanne. And that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Healthful Pursuit, where you'll find daily keto eats and other fun things. And check out all of my keto supportive programs, bundles, guides, and other cool things over at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And I'll see you next Sunday. Bye.